Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson. Today's study of 1 John finds us in 1 John 3.8b. We're going to look at Satan and the Savior. So 1 John 3.8b reads, For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So, we're first going to look at Satan, and then we're going to look at the Savior. So, let's look at the devil's history. So, the Bible doesn't give many details on the devil's past. Only two or three locations in the Bible talk about the fall of some angels, and they're brief at that. So, for that, see 2 Peter 2, Jude, and Isaiah 14, 12-15. So, we as believers must not spend a lot of time on the history of Satan and demons, because God doesn't view this topic as nearly as important as the doctrine of sin, the doctrine of our Savior, the doctrine of the future, and so many other truths that are much more essential to a believer's life. However, what the Bible does give on the story of Satan and demons is a story of pride and discontentment. We see that Satan wasn't satisfied with serving God. Instead, he wanted to be God, and Christians can learn from this by realizing the heart of sin a rejection of God's moral law and action, attitude, or nature. That definition is roughly from Wayne Grudem. So we must, rather than being discontent with what God has given us, take joy and constantly look to the glory of Christ for contentment, rather than acting arrogantly. We must, rather than seeing sin and looking to ourselves for satisfaction, look to Christ and look to what He's done for us on the cross and find our joy in Him. And we must, as believers, realize that Christ will never let us down. He is faithful and will give us joy and true satisfaction when we rest in Him. He won't give us relief from the pains of this world until He makes a new heaven and a new earth. However, He gives us hope and stability in this world. And we can realize that Even though the circumstances and the world we live in changes, the Savior that we serve and the joy He gives us is stable, and Christ is unchanging, and we must look to Him. And rather than, like Satan, looking to ourselves for hope and joy, we must look to Christ and give Him all the glory, and look at His glory for true joy. So the Bible helps us see who we are and who our Savior is so that we can fight the pride that wants us to look to ourselves. When we're rooted in God's word and the word of God abides in us, then we can fight pride. When we realize who we are and how low we are on our own and how great our Savior is, that helps us to fight the pride that killed Satan. So next we're going to look at the devil's present. So Satan currently tempts believers. And Satan does that by lying to them. He's the father of lies. Satan's lies revolve around discontentment, not being satisfied with the infinite joy God gives us in looking to Christ and His glory. Satan wants us to think that when we look to Christ, we're not getting our highest joy. And when we look to ourselves and sin, then we can get our highest joy. But that is not true. And as believers, we learn that from experience. And we also learn from experience that sin fails us, and sin doesn't give us what we're looking for. So believers can fight Satan with the truth of the Bible. When we are rooted in the Bible, then we can fight Satan effectively. 
The word of God is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. And Hebrews talks about, I believe it's Hebrews, talks, oh no, it's Ephesians maybe, I think so, talks about the Bible as the sword of the spirit. And that is how we are to fight the lies of the devil. So we must remember that Satan has been defeated by Christ's crucifixion and resurrection because Christ has redeemed his people, freeing them from Satan's grasp. Satan is powerless to stop God's saving providence. We must remember that. Satan will try to lie to us. He'll try and tell us God hasn't saved us or God hasn't freed us from sin. But that's not true. As believers, we are free. We are no longer slaves to sin and fear. And so finally, we're going to look at the devil's future. So believers can find out in large detail what happens to Satan in Revelation. However, I would like to dive into the general themes of what happens. So Satan will be thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, and he will be tormented day and night forever. We see that in Revelation 20.10. So Satan will no longer have any control at all in the new heaven and earth, and sin, pain, and death will be no more. Our Savior will win. He has already defeated Satan's grasp and will deliver the decisive blow and the final blow on Satan when he brings in the new heaven and the new earth. So next, we are going to look to our Savior. Who is our Savior? He is Jesus. Now let's look at his history. So while Jesus was from the beginning, he was before the foundation of the world, we're not going to look to that today. We are actually going to look at his history as a man. So we're going to start at AD 0. So Jesus came to earth, taking on humanity to take the sins of the world on the cross. So Jesus rose from the dead. Not only did he die, but he rose from the dead, conquering death and becoming the first fruits of the resurrection of the dead. He took our sins on Calvary and became our way to heaven. He paid for the sins of all who believe in his name for salvation. And not only did he die, he rose as we will, as our bodies will rise from the dead when Jesus reigns. And so next we're going to look at the Savior's present. Jesus advocates for believers to God when they sin. How good it is for me to know that when I sin, Jesus pleads to the Father, forgive him, look what I've done. Don't look at what he's done because he has my righteousness. So when God looks at me, he sees Jesus' righteousness. And he does the same for all believers. How good that is to know. Because we are flawed humans. Every day when we sin, Jesus says, Father, forgive them because look at what I've done. And so Jesus, we also have to remember, is always with us and is the center of our joy when we look to his glory. And so finally, we're going to look at Jesus' Savior, Jesus, excuse me, Jesus' future. So Jesus will come again to the earth to judge everyone who ever lived, and they will be judged by whether or not they had a Savior. They will be judged by their righteousness. For believers, they'll be judged with Christ's righteousness. And for unbelievers, they will be judged with their own righteousness, which Isaiah shows us 
is filthy rags. And unfortunately for them, they have no way into heaven, and they face eternal judgment in hell. However, believers will with Christ reign forever on the new heaven and earth in full glory. And we will worship Christ forever. We will have glorified bodies, and we will look to Christ in full glory and see him as he is. And we will be like him as he is. We will have resurrected bodies like he has. And so to close, I'm going to leave with the words Jesus said when he, when he is going to establish a new heaven and a new earth. He says in Revelation 21.5, And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform and share us with your family and friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please send them to me at daniel at adoptedbelievers.com.